Welcome to Beyond Blathers, the podcast where we dive deeper into the insects, fish, and fossils you can find in Animal Crossing New Horizons. I'm Sophia Osborne. And I'm Olivia DeBercier. And this week, we're going to be talking about the Ankylosaurus, one of the really cool fossils you can find in the game. But first, we have a really exciting announcement to make. So we've been working really hard on creating a merchandise store for quite a while, and we're launching it today. So that's very exciting. So the store opens on Wednesday, October 7th at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So at noon, if you're listening to this episode on the Wednesday when it came out, the store is probably open now or is like about to open (laughs) yeah we're really excited about it so we've got stickers for you postcards and a nice shiny acrylic atlas moth pin which is limited edition so get it quick please check it out there's even like a sunfish sticker which i think is really cute so yeah the website is beyondblathers.square.site and we'll make sure to link it on our instagram and twitter so you should be able to find it there Yeah, I mean, I love all the merchandise so much. It's all based on Olivia's beautiful episode illustrations. So, you know, if you loved like the monarch butterfly illustration or, yeah, the sunfish or the, I don't know, ribbon eel or something, there's there's something for everyone. And yeah, we're definitely going to be doing a few giveaways. So make sure to keep an eye out on our Twitter and Instagram, which is at Beyond Blathers. I was also going to say we're hoping to also be able to add some more stickers and etc. in the future. Yeah, we have a lot more ideas for what we could do with the merch store. So if it's popular, you can expect some more from us. But yeah, let's move on to the dinosaur now. Yeah, it's dinosaur time. Yes. And I feel like it hasn't been dinosaur time in a while. Like we were kind of on like a marine streak there. Yeah, yeah. It's It's been a while. So if you are a dinosaur fan, well, you're in luck. We've got a real actual dinosaur for you today i know there's none of that like so is this actually a dinosaur (laughs) marine reptile or flying reptile or (laughs) like paleological beast of some kind or just bird yeah (laughs) so if you bring an ankylosaurus fossil to blathers he'll say oh ankylosaurus was the herbivore hero the grazing gladiator the vegetarian barbarian of antiquity Between its club-like tail, heavy armor, and honest-to-goodness spikes, it was a formidable beast. Can you keep a secret? I have even heard recent theories that it actively attacked predators. Can you imagine such behavior in an herbivore? It simply beggars the imagination. It beggars the imagination. So, yeah, Blathers has quite an admiration for Ankylosaur, and I do too, although... Unfortunately, I'm going to be honest with you guys, I I did not read anything about it actively attacking predators, so I'm not really sure what that's about. Couldn't find it. It's possible he's referring to the way that they tend to defend themselves with their clubbed tail, but if anyone has ideas on that, you know, email us or something, but I, I could find that. In terms of their taxonomy, though, so like, what is an ankylosaur? Is it a group of dinosaurs? Is it a species? So, the word itself can refer to one species, so Ankylosaur magniventris, which is the one we're going to be mostly talking about today. But the word Ankylo gets used a lot in taxonomy. So to summarize, there's a big group called Ankylosauria, 
And within it, there are two families, the Ankylosaurids and the Nodosaurids, and both of whom look very, very similar to each other. They're pretty squat, they walk on four legs, they sort of have these beak-like snouts, really broad heads, they've got long, flexible tongues and leaf-shaped teeth, and they also have really large guts, and all of that is really good for what's thought to be a largely herbivorous diet. They might have eaten other things depending on the species, but from what we can tell, largely herbivorous. They also tend to have really distinct body armor and bony plates all along their bodies from their tails to their heads. And these bony plates are called osteoderms and they're one of those things that make them really, really distinct and cool looking. So what is an osteoderm? The word itself, osteo, means bone and derm means skin. So it's a bony deposit that's embedded in the skin. And it's a term we don't use just for dinosaurs. We can also use it with reptiles like crocodiles, which have those osteoderms, those big armored plates on their bodies. Some amphibians even have them. And you can find them in some mammals like armadillos. But I think those are the only current mammal that has them. Maybe there's a one-off somewhere else. But in general, these osteoderms are used for some kind of body armor protection, and they're quite strong. That's so cool. I didn't know that there was a name for that. I mean, of course, there is a name for that because it's science, but <laughs> yeah, now that you talk about it and like the examples like crocodiles and armadillos, I mean, that totally makes sense. Yeah, it's really, really cool. And kind of going back to the, the difference between the nodosaurs and the ankylosaurids, um, the nodosaurs didn't have those clubs at the end of their tails. So that's sort of the major difference between these two families, these sort of sister families. And, and that club at the end of their tail was one of those features that makes ankylosaur really famous. So we're going to focus on the ankylosaurids for most of this episode. Okay, and I have to ask the classic dinosaur question of how big were they? Yeah, fair question. So there were some variations on size for these dinosaurs. One of the smallest fossils of any ankylosaur found was Lyanoningosaurus paradoxus, um, <laughs> which was a fossil found in China. Although it is thought to have been a juvenile specimen and it was really only like 33 centimeters long. It was really quite small. Oh, wow. But yeah, it, it could have been a juvenile, so like a child dinosaur. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know why I said My it that way. Kind. A child dinosaur. <laughs> but a, other ankylosaurids, like Minmi paravertebra, was about the size of a goat. So um, they could be like small, but like kind of dog sized. But then they were absolutely massive, some of them. So the classic ankylosaur specimen that we're going to be talking about was six to eight meters long, which is like 33 feet long. And it weighed about four tons. So that's heavier wow. than an African elephant. That's like, if you search up the average of an African elephant's weight, it's above that above the like far side of that spectrum that this thing is huge it would have stood about eye level with me but then it would have been like a bit taller but like its head was just massive as well it was about like the width of a ruler so just a massive creature like if you look at these sort of you know those like classic dinosaur size references this one was like honking big and it is the largest known ankylosaur but it's also one of the last because it existed between 70 to 67 million years ago. So around that sort of late Cretaceous period, right before that asteroid came and smacked into the earth and just blew everything up and ruined everything. <laughs> that asteroid. Damn the asteroid. 
it really just threw us into this dark timeline. That's my <laughs> hot take on the asteroid. So it was kind of short. I mean, not like really short, but it sounds like it was really long, but not super tall. Yeah. Like kind it, of squat. It, it was very like spread out. Very squat. Because <laughs> 33 feet long. I mean, that's super long. It's outrageous. I mean, the tail itself makes it super long, so that's, I guess, not surprising. That's, like, half of its body length. But still, like, you imagine this thing walking down the road? That's a big animal. Yeah. I think of, like, the moose that walk down my road, and I see them next to a car, and I'm like, that that's big. But if it was an ankylosaur, that would be, whew, it would just smash everything. So where did they find them? Like, where were they living? Ankylosaur magniventris, it was found in Montana, it's also been found in Alberta in a, in a few different formations. But the, the first fossil that was found, the hollow tape, was named by the famous fossil hunter Barnum Brown in 1908. And that's the same guy who found the T-Rex. He, he found a whole bunch of stuff while he was working for the American Museum of Natural History. Now, this particular fossil was found in the Hell Creek Formation in Montana, a very famous formation where a whole bunch of animals have been found. And at this time, they found parts of the skull, among other body parts. But it wasn't until 1910 that an ankylosaur tail club was discovered near Red Deer River in Alberta, which is crazy to me. I just need to take a moment because this is like right next to where I live. I feel like Alberta does not market itself enough as a dinosaur bone bed. Like there's just so much here. And you would think that all of Alberta would have like the same tourism attraction spirit as Drumheller where the Royal Tyrell Museum is, but it doesn't. We're the oil country. And I'm like, why can't we be dinosaur country instead? Oh, it just makes me so sad. Anyway, rant over. <laughs> Going back to the ankylosaur, it existed in the late Cretaceous in North America, alongside T-Rex, Edmontosaurus, and Triceratops. So we've got a lot of those really big, famous dinosaurs. And at the time, the area would have felt pretty tropical. And if you kind of looked at the silhouette of North America as a continent, it looks similar to the silhouette today. But you have to imagine like this big, long seaway just splitting the continent in half. To the right of the seaway, you'd have the Rocky Mountains. And then this big sea. So it was kind of this tropical place to be, very unlike what we have now. Alberta does not have an ocean, and I wish it did. That'd be so fun. Yeah, and it's not exactly tropical. No. I mean, could you talk more about what the ankylosaur's lifestyle was like? I mean, Blathers kind of talks about how they're this legendary herbivore, but then they've also got this club tail and they maybe were fighting back. <laughs> predators and yeah and kylosaur was probably a slow moving grazer so like kind of like a cow in the world of the dinosaurs except a cow that could like break all your bones i guess cows can do that also <laughs> but whatever that being said this dinosaur while it was slow moving usually it probably could move pretty quick when it needed to even though its tail looks heavy, like it might drag along the ground, it was actually held up by pretty strong ligaments on the top and bottom of the tail. So that held it up, but it could move it side to side really fast and with a lot of strength to the point where it could potentially break the bones of theropod predators. That being said, paleontologists aren't totally sure that the tail was for defense. It could have also been used for intraspecific combat, which means combat with other members of its species. Or it could have been used for both. We don't really know. Now, the tail itself, it's made out of fused osteoderms. So those plates that we were talking about for, before on their body, they kind of 
evolved to become these larger, heavier, rounder osteoderms on the end of their tail vertebrae. And all the osteoderms are actually pretty hollow and light, but they're still really strong, strong enough to protect the dinosaur against predator bites or other injury, or in the case of the tail, to break bones. So it is kind of a cool material that way. It's thought that maybe they were covered in keratin too. We aren't totally sure, but they were they were very strong. That's so cool. I mean, I feel like if I was a dinosaur, I would want to be a peaceful herbivore, but with the ability to just like wreck <laughs> other dinosaurs if need be. Yeah, I feel it's like a good balance, a good just it's not bloody. You're just chilling out. But yeah, you're not completely defenseless against the very terrifying large predators that lived around you. Yeah, very cool. I mean, I had never really heard of the ankylosaur before, but... Oh, I, really? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm I'm not like a paleo person at all. Like, I'm really not. That's kind of interesting. And, um, I mean, I'm sure I've seen them at museums. Like, you know, I've been to the Royal Tyrell and stuff, mm-hmm. but... I, I mean, this podcast is such a learning experience for me, probably more so even than like a lot of the listeners. But yeah, no, they're very cool. I, I stand. Yeah. I mean, when I look at Ankylosaur, I think of like, they, they, I feel like I had a lot of those toys and like the batches of dinosaur toys you would get. Like they were sort of that like classic dino, like you'd have Triceratops and Stegosaurus and Ankylosaurus. But yeah, that's interesting to know. It might not be that familiar to some people. But speaking of sort of familiarity, when I first started researching this episode, I thought I was going to talk about this one specimen that I saw at the Royal Tyrell Museum because I thought it was an ankylosaur. Turns out it's not, but we can still talk about it because it's a nodosaur, which is what I was talking about before. The nodosaurs were that sister group to the ankylosaurs and they look very, very similar. So I'm going to talk about it anyway because it's super, super cool. And if you don't already know about it, you should. So we're going to talk about this. It was a species called Borealopelta marcmicelli. And this nodosaur was found in 2011. And it's made a lot of news in the past few years because this thing is beautiful. This fossil, if you can even call it a fossil, it's almost like a mummy, was found in the oil sands. And the story of its find is kind of interesting. It was an oil sands worker in northern Alberta by Fort McMurray who was digging up some like bituminous sands when he came across this material that didn't look like all the other ground up dead stuff they were mining. It was like a different color and a different texture. And so they sort of recognized it as probably being a fossil and they ended up getting most of the fossil out and they brought it to the Royal Tyrell Museum where it was really painstakingly removed from the rock. And the final specimen is, as I said, it's it's beautiful. It's this nodosaur and you can see its head. It's basically the the head to sort of the mid part of the body is what's preserved. And you can see the osteoderms, you can see the spikes coming off of it. It's it looks like a sleeping giant. When I like when I went to see it at the the Tyrell, it like it's one of those fossils you look at and you're like, oh yeah, those things like they they lived. That's a that's a real animal that was once here. And it's beautiful. Like its eyes almost looked closed. So anyway, go go. Google pictures of this nodosaur, Boreal Pelta Mark Michelli. We'll, we'll post 
a picture of it on our story um, on mm, Instagram yeah. so you guys can see it. Yeah, gorgeous creature. And and kind of interestingly, the reason that it's so well-preserved is that they think it died kind of on the edge of that seaway or near a river where it may have been a flood and it would have swept it out to sea where... <laughs> um, it's interesting to read the descriptions because they're like, ah, yes, these big herbivores had really gassy stomachs and so it was probably like floating upside down with its gassy stomach holding it afloat and it floated out to sea and its stomach popped at some point or released its gases and it just floated down to the bottom of the sea where it got covered in a bunch of mud really really quickly and mummified almost <laughs> like this thing is millions of years old it's it's amazing. Like you can even see the last meal it had in its belly. So they think it ate some ferns and they can also see the rocks that it must have eaten to help digest the plants in its belly, kind of like modern birds do today. The rocks will be ingested and it'll help kind of mush up the food in their belly. Or maybe it's not their belly and a different organ. But anyway, you can see the food and the rocks in there. And they can even see that it may have ingested a lot of charcoal, which suggests that it could have been feeding in a forest that had recently seen a forest fire. But that blows my mind that you can tell that level of detail from a fossil that's millions of years old. And I just, I just really wanted to talk about that fossil because I, I find it incredibly humbling and inspirational. And what amazing luck that, you know, you would find something like that in the oil sands of all places. Yeah, I definitely remember seeing this fossil, like, yeah, at, like you said, basically sculpture at the Royal Tyrell, and yeah, it is just so beautiful, and like, also, uh, this is such a cute species, it is like, we'll cute. have to post some photos, but it, uh, <laughs> I want one as a pet. It's got, like, a very, like, soft face, and it looks like it would just, like, it feels like the kind of animal, like, it's, it's like Toothless the Dragon, that's what it looks yes, like. Yes, exactly. It's so cute. Uh, I, I, I want one in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's this one, like, I'm looking at this one illustration of it where it legitimately just looks kind of like a highland cow. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, like, it has those, um, does the ankylosaur also have those, like, horns that come out the side? Like Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, it's got kind of, like, four of them that are pointed backwards. That's cool. Like, mm-hmm. very interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, if if you see a picture of this, you can know a little bit about its taxonomy. Like, it's kind of related to Ankylosaur, but a bit different. Probably didn't have that, you know, big clubbed tail, but still an amazing animal. I think this is my favorite dinosaur now. <laughs> I, I think that's a solid choice. I approve. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, thanks so much, Olivia. What a cool episode. I love a dinosaur. I'm glad I'm glad we're back to, to back the dinosaurs. Back to dinosaurs, yeah. Yeah. And of course, thanks everyone so much for listening. If you're a new listener, don't forget to subscribe and follow us at Beyond Blathers on Instagram and Twitter for updates. And yeah, like we said at the beginning of the episode, please go check out our merch store. We're so excited to be launching it. Mm-hmm. It's at beyondblathers.square.site. And we'll also link it on our social media. And yeah, please consider buying a sticker or some postcards or whatever. Yeah, get some like cute nerdy stickers for your laptop or your water bottle to show off. Maybe as a conversation piece, people would be like, what's that mushed up animal? And you'll be like, that's a sunfish. Yeah, so tune in next week to learn more about the insects, fish, and fossils you can find in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Bye. Bye. Bye.